Welcome to Create Your Life, a podcast for heart-centered creatives who desire clarity, fulfillment, and a flourishing relationship, not only with the world and their art, but with themselves. I am your host, Megan Vigil, a fellow creative and life coach, and I coach women who are ready to forge their own path, to do things in their own way, instead of continually comparing their path to others and measuring their success by the standards of the world instead of the metrics that feel deeply authentic to them. I help women be on their own team to curb the self-criticism, the perfectionism, and trade that for feeling at home within themselves, in their own lives, and to experience more peace, more being, and less striving. This podcast will be a mix of solo episodes where I share honest insights into my own journey and practice as well as beautiful guest conversations where I get to sit down virtually with individuals who I wholeheartedly respect and believe that they have so much wisdom on the topic of living and creating with intention and deep presence and enjoyment. This is not about the rat wheel of self-improvement. This podcast exists as a place where we foster conversations around living well, blooming well, and looking at how beautiful and nuanced and yes, complex, but how beautiful it is to be alive. My deepest hope is that you feel seen here, that you feel inspired and empowered to be a go-getter in your own way as you create your life. I am so happy you're here with me. Let's dive in. Hello everyone, I hope you are having such a good day and welcome to Create Your Life or welcome back if you listened before. I am so excited about today's episode. This is something that is really important to me right now just because I keep having so many conversations around it Um, and that is being a multi-passionate creative and how do you decide what to do next or how do you decide what to do in general this is without a doubt the most frequent conversation that I'm having with my clients lately um and I'll kind of share a little bit about or a a few of the things that I keep hearing and I just would encourage you to kind of like think about um if they resonate for you and so I feel like what keeps coming up is this idea of like I'm in the middle of a transition and I don't know what to do next I have so many things that I love how do I choose and how do I choose so that I know I will stick with it um things like I always get bored I always quit or I'm always disappointed and these are always kind of dead giveaways to me like oh they're multi-passionate and that is such a gift it is a gift to be lit up by many things and um or to have different passions and things like that you do not have to be one dimensional (laughs) like you can like a lot of things and you can still have clarity and follow through with things and that's that's what we're going to be talking about today and and how do you decide on what is your next right step. So I personally used to hold the belief that there was a choice out there that would deliver satisfaction um, or that there is a next step that will make me happy. And when there is pressure on something to make you happy, you are likely going to be disappointed Um, because situation change or circumstance change or job change um while it may you know while it could provide a lot of um well change or you know fluctuation evolution in our lives we um when we put the pressure on it to be everything that everything would ride on it, our happiness and satisfaction would ride on it, we're probably going to be let down. That is high, high stakes. So the cycle that I kind of see a lot and have experienced many times is like, okay, I'm trying to find the perfect right next step. 
then it goes to you think you found it then there's this kind of honeymoon phase with it there's this novelty it's exciting and then the novelty wears off and or you get fearful of something to come or something like that um you start to question your choice and you think what if I would have made the right choice if only I would have made the right choice I wouldn't be feeling this way it must mean that I made the wrong decision and then you start to um distrust your decision making ability and you wonder like why this always happens to you and then etc the cycle kind of repeats so if 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 this resonates with you or if you're like I just I want to find the next right step I'm struggling to find that this episode is for you and I and I really hope that there's some insight in here that feels tangibly applicable that you can take away so I also just want to say it makes so much sense why we um, have a lot of fears and kind of uncertainty around making decisions. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. Uh, you are not a quitter. You're not indecisive. You're you're simply working through these things and bringing them to light so that you can have clarity and create momentum and move forward. There is nothing wrong with you if you're struggling to make a decision um, or if you have felt like you've struggled to stick with things in the past. That's okay that's okay. There's nothing wrong with you at all. And I think one of the things that brings me the most validation is to like remind myself that there's nothing wrong with me and I make sense. And so I just want to offer that thought to you as well. Um, it all makes sense and you're good. And let's just talk through some ideas around this and see if they resonate for you. So what I see with my clients and Whenever I say what I see with my clients, I am lumping myself into that because I am my own client as well. And just like I have, I mean, I have experienced so many of these things firsthand as well, but I really have seen kind of these five fears in my clients that lead to this indecisiveness. And those five are the fear of quitting, the fear of being wrong or making wrong decision. The fear of being disappointed or let down. The fear of letting other people down. And the fear of failure. Um, and those encapsulate a lot of things. But I just want to dive into each of those. And then I I have kind of um, created like a, a an antidote to those. Or like a concept for each one about how to kind of evolve out of that fear and into more trust. So um, we'll dive into that and then um, we can talk about like how do you actually start to whittle down like what you might want to do next, whether that's a job change, a move, a direction change in your business, taking time off, taking a sabbatical, going back to work, like any of those changes that might be in your mind. We'll, We'll talk a little bit about that. So let's just take a deep breath before we dive in. I feel really um excited about this topic just because I think it's really transformational when you move into a place of knowing yourself more and more decisiveness so I'm I'm excited so I want to make sure that I'm leaving space and 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 leaving just some yeah calm moments of silence so that we can really like soak up um this concept with that Let's dive in. So number one, the fear of quitting. Um, I think that those of us that are multi-passionate have, I can't speak for everyone, but I find it to be really common that since we really enjoy change and enjoy a lot of things, there have oftentimes been situations in our lives where we have been um, told that we quit too much or we quit too easily or we are not stable enough or concrete enough. Or we just need to stick with things longer. And so we really, really have this fear around being a quitter or being perceived as someone who quits or doesn't stick it out or isn't persistent, etc. And so I think it's really beneficial to think about the times that you feel like you've quote unquote quit before and asking yourself or just thinking about were you bored or was it actually unaligned? 
if it was unaligned, you did the right thing to move away from it. And sometimes we enter into something new and as we live it, we realize it was not what we expected. And so we decide to move on. That is not quitting. Um, That is honoring your energy and pivoting with the long game in mind now that you have new information. And that is really wise. Um, And so sticking with something for years and years and years on end because you don't want to be a quitter isn't necessarily the best choice. We are so, there is so much nuance in life and there's so much change that happens. So, you know, being like water and flowing along with the changes and moving on when things aren't aligned anymore is actually, I think, such a sign of wisdom. So let's just put that out there. Um, And then if you feel like you quit because you are bored or you've quit because you were bored in the past, I want to offer the idea that being bored can actually be such a good sign we're on the right path if things still feel aligned. So I will give a personal example, even with my own business. So I had the idea to start it like two and a half years ago. Um, And of course, like the novelty was there and was there for a while because I didn't start it until like then May of um, 2020. But as things become a norm, the novelty has worn off. Of course, of course. And sometimes I get bored and that doesn't mean that it's not aligned anymore. Like we, we get bored. We get bored because there's so many things and, and, and moving on and trying different ones really excites us. So being bored is not a bad thing and it doesn't mean that you don't value the thing anymore. I think it's often just a sign that the novelty has worn off and everything we ever do, ever, the novelty will wear off because things are only new for a really little bit of time. So when the boredom creeps in, it's not a sign that we need to try something else to like kind of get that hit of novelty. Find the novelty in other ways. It doesn't mean you have to quit. Um, and so if it is if it is boredom, but you're still feeling aligned with why you're doing it, then then keep going. And that boredom simply means that you've been doing something long enough for the novelty to wear off. And that's great. So um, I think that boredom um, is actually sometimes something to to really be uh, praised and kind of excited about. Um, If you quit because you were afraid, what were you afraid of? Because that is a great indicator of like where the real work lies. Um, I've had some conversations lately where it's like started something they were passionate about. And then as the momentum picked up, there was like a real fear of being seen um, or for being criticized potentially, just potentially. And so they pivoted away or quit, right? And... um. I think that it's just helpful to see like in when I have quit in the past or when I have pivoted away from something, uh, why did I do that? And was it one of these reasons? And what does that actually mean? Um, and just reframing quitting. Like it's so fascinating how many how many of us are are afraid to actually make a decision because we're afraid we'll quit we'll we're we're afraid we won't follow through and so the um opposite of that or something that I was thinking about that I think is a really beautiful um not remedy but I think just helper helper in this area is this concept of curiosity for the long game curiosity about sticking with something that is still aligned and thinking about what that could mean long term because if we're if we are not moving towards momentum and making a decision moving forward um, because we're afraid that we'll quit like the fear of quitting is is what keeps us what holds us back um what if instead we thought about or we got curious about well what what if I didn't quit 
like, cause that's a real possibility for me as well. So if I, if it still feels aligned, if it still feels right for me, um, how could this actually go in the long run? What is possible? What could this feel like? What could this mean for me, etc.? And really allowing this curiosity instead of just like, I don't want to make, I don't want to make a decision. I don't even want to get close to making a decision or finding my next right step because, um, I just, I'm afraid I won't do it. I'm afraid I'll quit instead of this like really loving curiosity about like, well, maybe if I were to go down this path, what could this possibly mean? And I think if you're not in a place where you're like making a huge shift, but you're just kind of in this path, this well-worn path that you've been in for a while, but are feeling a little bit bored, that curiosity about the long game is such a um, like reigniter of passion, I find. And and sometimes there's even like new ways that novelty can come up in a path that has been well-worn for a while. Um whether that be like creating something new or doing a new partnership or whatever. Um, so that curiosity about the long game, I think is so important. So fear of quitting is just, um, so real. Right. And, and I just wanted to, um, start with that one. Cause I think that, um, sometimes it can feel like hard to admit or, or, Maybe we have some shame there and I don't think there's any shame in that at all. So I think naming that and bringing that to light is so important. The second fear that I hear a lot in different ways is this fear of being wrong or um, a fear of making a wrong choice. And this is... Um, seems to often be like really steeped in black and white thinking and and that there is a right decision out there it's kind of like the idea of a soulmate and some people do do believe in soulmates and that I think is like a beautiful concept but I do think in some ways it can be limiting like there is one there is one soul human on the face of this planet I got to go find it. Well that's a that's a long journey. That's a big big journey. Um and so I think that whenever we have a decision at hand like thinking that there is one thing there is literally one thing that is going to be the right decision out there and I have to go find it. It really, um, I think it sets us up for more stress. And I also think that um, it puts too much pressure on the decision or the outcome that we decide on. So this fear of being wrong, I think really can only be uh, moved away from or removed from our lives when we actually let go of black and white thinking, which if we're letting go of black and white thinking, let's also let go of the idea that we'll do any of these perfectly. Perfection is so not the goal at all. Um, it's just, we're trying to like support ourselves and our decisions better, but yeah. So this fear of being wrong, really the antidote being letting go of black and white thinking, and realizing that there are probably infinite, even infinitely more than we can imagine, different choices that would be beautiful and aligned next steps. So we we actually can't choose a right decision. Like there's so many options. And so when we let go of that, then we get to have so much more fun and it's so much lighter because it's just, it's curious. It's a game. It's an experiment. It's an experiment. And you know, there's very few things in life that also can't be undone. So the fear of being wrong, first of all, how do you define wrong? Because I think a lot of people like going back to that cycle that I mentioned, I think it's oftentimes like, well, if I would have made the right decision, I would have felt really good like all the time 
like it would it would solve so many things and it would really bring me into this different state of being this higher state of being and only if I choose the right path will that happen and then of course like with every single path we choose we do not feel like infinitely better just because of a circumstance change and we think that had to be wrong that must have been wrong because the right thing that elusive right thing brings me into just utter bliss and I am I am the (laughs) queen of this idea I think because I'm I'm such an idealist and I I just have high high expectations for everything and to be honest it's it it can um it can be like really shattering, right? When you um, then experience humanity, even in the best situations, when you experience humanity, you're like, what the heck is this? I thought that I made the right choice. Um, And so, yeah, just entering into so much more grace, so much more space, that there are so many possibilities and you couldn't even possibly choose the right one. So let yourself live in the gray area of your decision making um, and and rejoice in that. I think it's such a it's such a gift that we don't have to go find that thing. There are so many things and they're oftentimes finding us and then we get to just have fun and, and try one out. So um, that is the second one, fear of being wrong. And then that antidote being letting go of black and white thinking. The third one, fear of being disappointed. And that goes back to the expectation thing. Um, because I think that again, so many of us that are creatives really have high, high hopes for whatever season we are wanting to enter into next or whatever job, or whatever business. And so there is also, I think, there is this fear of being disappointed by whatever we choose. So then we kind of stay stay um, frozen <laughs> to making any sort of choice because we know that there's like inevitable disappointment. And this one I, I feel like may not feel as true for everyone, but I feel like for for those of you who have um, had really high expectations so many times in your life and you've been let down so many times, there is like this, yeah, this, this, this feeling frozen to making any sort of decision and also feeling frozen to like enjoying the good parts of it because it's like never 100% perfect. And I really feel like kind of the, the antidote to this is releasing the pressure, um, I just had this vision, or not this vision, well, kind of, this image come to my head. I don't know if any of you have an Instant Pot, Instapot, Instant Pot, I don't know which one it is, um, but, like, when you release the pressure valve and, like, all this pressure comes out, all this steam comes out, and you realize how much pressure was going on inside the container, and I feel like that is really what it feels like when we take the pressure off of um, choosing a right decision or choosing something that's going to like remedy your whole life and be like everything you've ever wished for. Um, there's so much pressure going on and like, and so much stress on our bodies and our minds when we're trying to make it all work. And when we release it, it's like that valve and like all of it, it's, it's lighter. It is calmer. It is more still. And I think that, um, when we don't think anymore or when we realize and we really like embody the truth that there is not a next step in the world that could fulfill all of our wildest dreams. Um, when we, when we realize that it's, I feel like maybe that in itself feels disappointing to some people, but it actually allows us to, I think, enjoy so much more and really like embody our humanity even more. Um, so for all of my fellow dreamers, I feel you. I was just having this conversation with a friend yesterday. We were talking about traveling and we were talking about how like we, we typically have 
like no matter how hard we try we have such high expectations for like any trip that we take we're pretty much always disappointed and I think it's it um it serves us so much better and allows us to live so much more when we not even lower the expectations. I don't think it's lower the expectations. I think it's actually to expand our capacity for the wholeness of what things are and the nuance of that things are 50-50. They have highs and lows. And that's the same for our next step. That's the same for our next step. So that's the third one. Fourth one, massive fear. Massive fear for most of my clients. It's the fear of letting people down people pleasing and I have lived this for so much of my life as well and so and it can feel so debilitating because when you are trying to hold that weight on your shoulders that other people's satisfaction depends on the choice you make wow that's heavy like that is a really heavy thing to carry around not only that but it also kind of puts up this wall to our own knowing and to our own truth and decision making and desires um I the question that comes up so much when we're talking about people pleasing is like okay let's put that on the back burner for a second what do you actually want What do you actually want or what do you actually feel? And it's oftentimes this like wave of relief that comes across or comes kind of over the conversation because it's like, I actually know what I want. When I strip away this stress to try to please those around me, to try to check boxes for them, to try to fit a certain mold, when I actually strip that away, I know. Like, I know what I want, even if I'm afraid of it, or even if it feels scary, I know what I want. And so this comes down to backing yourself and being on your own team and releasing the need to have someone else's affirmation for you to feel secure in your decision. Releasing the need to have someone else's okay or yes or good job or that's the right thing in order to feel like you did the right thing. I think it might even be a really beautiful thing to just ask ourselves like if no one else told me, if no one else told me that was the right thing to do but I felt in my soul that was the right thing to do, what would that thing be? Or we're talking about next steps. So what is the next step that I know or that I deeply want? Maybe I don't know the how. Maybe I don't know all the details. That doesn't really matter. What do I want? And and backing ourselves on that. I think that something for those of us that are really steeped in like people pleasing tendencies is um the conversations like with loved ones that have to do with whatever step we're deciding to move towards whatever change whatever pivot and it's terrifying to to back ourselves when other people may not, they also might. They also might. There's a great chance that they might. <laughs> I think we live in the assumption that like no one's gonna agree with us sometimes um and so there's this fear of having to stand up for ourselves or explain ourselves and so I think it's just such a beautiful practice in being on our own team backing ourselves um no matter what so the fear of letting other people down is uh so massive and I think keeps a lot of us from from stepping forward into the things that we really know we want I think that that one alone in some situations is the sole thing that keeps us from actually like creating momentum 
Um, yeah, and fear fear of letting other people down and fear of what other people think or feel fear of how we're perceived. Just this whole relationship between us and other people um, it is really big, is really big. So backing yourself and what does that look like? And maybe you, maybe you actually do have like all the support from your loved ones. It's just a matter of walking into the unknown and speaking that out, speaking that out in the world. Maybe that feels really scary. And so how can you enter into that slowly and gently? Um, because you can, you absolutely can. And you've probably done it before. You've probably done it before. It's just new. And every time something is new, no matter if we've done new things before, it feels usually the same level of scary or a certain level of scary, which makes sense because we're entering into unknown territory, of course. The last fear is is a fear of failure. Um, and sometimes for people, a fear of success. Like what would happen if I was actually successful? I don't even know what I would do. Like what if it actually happened? I don't, I don't know what I would do with myself. Um, but the fear of failure is so real and so so bound up in some of these other ones. You know, what if I failed? What would people think of me? What if I failed? It, it would mean I made the wrong decision and it would mean I'm not a good decision maker. What if I failed? Then I'd have to quit and I have to go back to another job or whatever. What if I failed and X, Y, Z? And I think failure we often make it mean something really specific about us and something that probably feels pretty deeply rooted from a lot of different experiences and trauma and all those things in our lives. So um, for me personally, I will tell you what, what I make it mean when I, when I think that I have failed at something, I automatically go, I am not capable. I'm not capable of doing like big things. Um, challenging things I'm just not not smart enough or capable enough for that that story which I've worked so much on but that story is really like tied to to my fear of failure sometimes and it's always um a call for me to come back and remember that actually failure is not a bad thing it's simply just a sign of learning it's a part of learning and that's it it has no tie absolutely no tie to me at all or my capabilities or whatever and so I think that so many of us just have really really clear reasons in our mind they're probably not true (laughs) I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're not true but they feel true and we let them kind of exist in our minds as if they are true and so this fear of failure well what would it mean if you failed what would it mean if you failed um and how can you really flip that on its head? I ended up at the beginning of this year saying that I actually wanted to fail. I wanted to fail at something this year because to me, I wanted that to mean that I tried something so big that I actually had the chance to not do very well at it. And that was really helpful. Or some people even do like not failure markers, they'll use different words or like if you're selling something or selling a service, like how many times can you get a no? How many times can you or how? Yeah. And I think that it, it makes it more of a game because it is a game. It is. Um, and so it's failure is not the end. Failure is has nothing to do with you. It simply means you're trying things. You're trying things and it maybe didn't go the way that you had planned. That's okay that's totally fine. And so I really think that the opposite of this, the flip side of the coin is excitement in learning and kind of going back to just that reframing of failure. Like, okay, let's say you want to start, um, let's say you want to start like a new Instagram, you paint and eventually a year from now you want to, you want to quit your full-time job and you want to be an artist part-time or full-time, okay? But you are terrified of not getting any followers or something like that. There's a fear of failure, a fear of other people perceiving you that you wouldn't be doing a good job or whatever. But that actually means nothing. And second of all, 
how can you actually view that as a learning experience and get excited about learning? Everyone has different things that excite them. And so finding those things and and weaving that in, like infusing that in your learning and in your journey and the ups and downs of your journey is is important and such a beautiful way to make your journey feel fully yours to create your life to create your journey this is these are the ways that we let go of what other people are saying we should do or shouldn't do or whatever and we're taking hold of the things that feel uniquely us so what are the things that excite you about this learning journey and how can you let go like release this fear of failure and just feel fully grounded in yourself that no matter how things go no matter what the outcome is it simply means that I'm learning it simply means that I'm doing things I'm not I'm not indecisive and not doing anything I'm actually creating momentum and yeah sometimes it doesn't go exactly to plan but I'm creating I'm creating and then I learn from it and I pivot so those are the five that I just have been you know have have seemed like this resounding theme lately and I relate to them so so much as well and so I hope some of those like brought you insight but as as we start to wrap up I I want to kind of provide um just a little bit more insight on how how to find or create kind of that next right step. And the reason why I say right is because that is typically where our brains go and that's typically where the conversation revolves around. Even though I think there are infinite quote-unquote right steps, next step options, I personally view it just as an aligned step an aligned movement in the grand scheme of things it is not just this one elusive step out there that you have to find in order to like be successful or be fulfilled or whatever so that is why I say how to find the next right step um but yeah so let's talk a little bit about that and I want to say again um I highly encourage all of us myself included, to stop making everything right on this next step. It's too much pressure. So before we move into this, let's just like think about that for a second. There, like this is not life or death. This is not make or break. We get to have fun. This is play. Life is play. Life is creativity. And so let's go for it. Let's have some fun with it. So in choosing your next step, the the first question or the first kind of thing that I think is important is asking what is lighting you up? What is like making your heart sing right now? And does that have anything to do with this decision or this next right step? And um, if so, amazing, then keep brainstorming from there. What does that mean? Like, what does that mean about the next season of your life? Or what do you want it to mean? What do you want it to mean? Like, you get to create the meaning. So if you, let's say that what's lighting you up right now is like photography. Okay, amazing. Do you already have a business where you could infuse photography more? Do you not even want it to be a part of a business? Do you want to just go enjoy it for the sake of enjoyment in your life once a month and do a like a day where you go out and shoot and do something really creative and have fun with that? What what do you want it to mean? And you don't have to monetize it or you don't have to like what do you want that to be for you? And next what do you want from this next season or next step? Like what, what are you hoping to gain from it? And what do you need? What do you need from this next season? If you are in a place where you, maybe we're talking about job change. If you still need 
a secure paycheck, I would write those down, write those logistics down because you, you still need that. But what do you want? Maybe you want some more freedom. Maybe you want some more authentic, creative expression in this next season. And maybe this season or this next step is going to look like how do I mix, you know, providing for my needs and also providing for my other needs like creative expression and feeling um like yourself is a a need it 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 absolutely is and we don't have to deprive ourselves of that so what do you want from this next step and what do you need and then once you kind of think about those like how do those two play how do those two play together i think that it is so common for us to view those sorts of things as fighting um and i think that sometimes even like within ourselves and this is something that i'm actually going to talk about in the next episode we like d- there when there are different parts of us that are like drastically different we view them as complete like enemies almost like they they contradict each other and i think that it's such a beautiful exercise to actually think about how can these things play how can these things create something really interesting and unique that that provide something beautiful to my life right now like right now um and I think it's so important to think about this and like what is just my next step we're not you know maybe we're thinking about a chapter in the whole entire book we're not thinking about like how can I quit my job and how can I you know create this business and how can I get 10 clients we're just simply thinking about the next step So thinking about what lights you up, thinking about what you want, thinking about what you need, and then thinking about why you want a change. Why are you wanting a shift, a next step? And how does that play into your why? Your why in your life. Not necessarily just your why in your business or your why of your work, but but you, like your identity, how does this next step play into that? So if you're journaling those things, um, and if you, if you, I highly recommend like journaling about these things, if you're really feeling like, gosh, I'm multi-passionate, I, I don't know, like, how do I decide? And you're, this is feeling really true for you. I do encourage you to, yeah, just, just take some time and pause this, go question by question. And after thinking about those things, you should be getting a picture of like, oh, this is really interesting. Like, I actually don't necessarily need to quit my job and revamp my whole life. I'm actually just really wanting from this next step uh, more space or more time or more freedom. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, right? It's so different for everyone. Um, But I think that this is the perfect simple place to start in defining how to choose your next step because see i am not leading you through a magic formula because there's not one there's not one um there is simply acknowledging the fears that we may have around it and then looking at what we want and then deciding just choosing because there's not anything there's not one like crazy magical step out there that's going to change your life radically in one moment there is aligned steps there's just aligned like stones on a path and you just hop to the next one hop to the next one and it all creates the path like you know that saying like life is made up of the small moments or whatever. It's the same thing. Your path is made up of small aligned decisions. And if you enter into something and it no longer feels aligned because you experienced it and you're like, mm, that's actually not what I thought, then pivot, my friend. Pivot. Totally fine. That's okay. The last thing that I just want to add is... um. Tapping into like 
your knowing is what I kind of refer to it as. Um, and that's from Glennon Doyle's book, Untamed. Just like that little, little nudging voice inside of you. Like if you were to ask yourself and be truly honest, like what do you really want? Why am I why am I clicking an episode on the multi-passionate creative and finding my next step? Like what am I looking for? What am I searching for? Ask yourself that and get still and be brave enough to honestly answer. To answer honestly. Um because I think that sometimes when we're clouding the decisions with like so many questions like it's so complicated I just I can't possibly figure it out I think that sometimes that can be a little bit of a a cloud in front of that we're like intentionally putting in front of things that we know we want to do that are kind of like nagging in the best way and are just like sticking around like hey I want to be seen I want to be heard I want to be acknowledged so honoring those ideas and those may be really big answers the answer you may get to that may very well be like a three-year transition who knows but let that then be your guide for deciding on your next right step and then again remembering that you couldn't possibly choose something that is make or break for that long-term goal to happen you get to be like water just keep flowing and keep moving and keep turning and being fluid with the way that things go I think that is the best thing that we can do don't be rigid we don't need to be rigid there's no need there's no need um and just have fun with it just have fun with it so I really hope that this felt beneficial to you. I really wanted to make it as um, like actionable and helpful as possible while also understanding that the conversations that I have with each client are so personal, right? And so some of this may feel true to you, some of it may not, but just take what feels resonant and leave the rest. And if you are in this season of transition, of kind of this messy middle, as I like to call it, or you are really, really wanting to create momentum, to get clear, and to just move forward with whatever next step it is. Um, Maybe it's a huge one, maybe it's a small one, but if you are in that season and you are really craving support, I would love to support you as your coach. I, like I said, this is the most common conversation I have been having. This is the most common thing that clients have been coming to me for recently as of late is just like, I want to get clarity. I want to know myself better and I want to make a decision and move forward and really honor all that is coming up for me. And I want to, I want to do it different than I've done it before. And I've just been loving it so much. So I do still have one-on-one spots that are about to go away um, in 2022. So if you're wanting that for that three months of just accountability, of question asking, of conversations, of, of space held for you, where you can be honest, be fully yourself, and also really create momentum, I would absolutely love to chat with you. And I'm more than happy to just hop on like a 15-minute call too and just just chat on Zoom or whatever um, and see if it would feel like the right thing for you. Absolutely zero strings attached. I'm, I love those conversations. And I think it's a two-way street. I really do. I think it's it's good for both of us to get a feel for if we feel that that coach client spark like do we understand each other do we vibe well do we do we care about similar things um and so if you would like to have a conversation I would love to and I would be more than happy to just hold space for you in this season and to really um yeah just facilitate 
a series where you get to figure out what this next season looks like for you and to have that accountability and partnership and and a cheerleader too um so I hope this is helpful I am sending you so so much love thank you for all the love on the podcast this is so fun um I really haven't shared like in this this depth in like regularly for a long time and so this this podcast medium is just really special and of course to celebrate launch week another episode coming tomorrow on our triple episode week and I cannot wait for that one as well because it is uh another one that I'm really passionate about just like today's but of course, as always, my emails, the DMs are open if you would like to chat further about this. I hope you are having such a great day. Um, and oh yeah, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I am having a free two-day virtual experience in November, November 2nd and 3rd, so coming up soon. It is called How to Find Clarity and Renewal Even in a Season of Transition. I can't wait. It's going to be live in my Facebook group, which was facebook.com slash groups slash Bloomwell. Um, it's going to be those two days. There's going to be free workbooks to accompany it as well as time to get feedback. Um, what else? What else? Oh yes, guided reflection time. Uh, it's just such a powerful topic and I cannot wait uh, to facilitate that just as we end this year. And I really hope that that you'll join me, join us and be there. So wanted to mention that as well. Um, more details to come as it gets closer. But that is all for today, my friends. Thank you for tuning in to Create Your Life. If you are enjoying it so far, please leave a five-star review and subscribe. It would mean the world to me and helps me get this podcast in front of as many people as possible. So thank you. Um, love you and just have the best day and we'll chat soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Create Your Life. It is such an honor to get to share these conversations with you, and it truly means the world that you are listening, so thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is the biggest help and allows more creative humans just like you to find this podcast. As always, I love to connect with you who are listening, so screenshot this episode, share that you're listening in your stories, and tag me so I can and see. I would absolutely love to see. And if you would like to stay connected or are interested in coaching, you can follow me on Instagram at megan.vhill. And I always update there when I have new openings um, and free events or downloads, things like that. So make sure to stay in the loop there. You can also join my email list, which gets updated a lot of times even before Instagram. Um, and so you can join that at meganvhill.com slash mailing list. And lastly, if you loved the song from this episode, I know I do. I am obsessed. It was created especially for Create Your Life by my good friend, Trevor Maddox. He is incredible. And if you want to hear more of his music, which I highly recommend, you can head to his website, trevormaddox.com or follow him on Instagram at maddox.sounds. And both of those will take you to um, Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and you can listen to his stuff. It is incredible make sure to check that out. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to spend this time with you. Looking forward to staying connected and we'll chat soon.